TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Badlands podcast, the only podcast out there that is 100% chiseled and is proudly part of the Chairshot Radio Network and also e-wrestling news. I am Mags, and as explained last week, uh, I will be flying solo for the next few weeks. Uh, coronavirus has taken a victim with my uh, tag team partner, my podcast wife, Paul. Um, so, yeah, today I've got a a really special guest. Uh, she's one of the stars of the All Elite podcast, uh, the, the premier podcast about All Elite Wrestling. And she's also um, the, the the brains behind uh, the the Under the Ropes podcast. Uh, today I'm speaking with the EVP of Giggles, uh, the queen of the indies. Uh, today I've got Tiffany on. Tiffany, how are you today, Mom? I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Woo, I'm ready. Let's talk some wrestling. <laughs> yes, let's. Um, yeah, it's been a, we've had this in the books for a while. I've been excited to, to speak with you about wrestling. I've uh, listened to your podcast for a long, long time. Obviously, you've got this great relationship with, uh, with Queenie. Or, uh, yeah, and it's, it's just good to finally get a chance to sit down and talk wrestling with you. Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited. I love it. Love it. It's your boy, Rens, a.k.a. Ray Cash of The Outsider's Edge. I'm here with my boy, Kyle. And I got a question for you, man. All right, shoot. What would you say are your four worst, your Mount Rushmore of worst edge guests? Ooh, that's a tough one. The Mount Rushmore of worst edge guests. It's pretty easy. It should just be two people. I mean, nah, 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 nah. The, the three worst guests in the history of the Outsider's Edge are obviously Caleb, Carl, <laughs> Caleb, Carl, and Mags, right? Well, I mean, Darren's trash. You know, Darren, and we can't even shout out Paul Tally because he's never been on the damn show. I mean, it's good for us. Speaking of Mount Rushmore, I guess we can shout out the fact that Badlands Podcast, part of the Chairshot Radio Network, check it out. We love the show. Uh, always listen, man. Cherish that family. We're here for you. 100%. If y'all haven't checked it out, you got to do it. And I mean, if Darren were here, we know one thing he would say to my Mount Rushmore, and that is he has a He big, would veto that shit. Fat veto for that shit. But he's not here. So I said what I said. You want to come on the show and defend yourself. You know where to find your boys. If you don't like that, we don't give up. Fuck. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out the chair shot. Right. So first things first, uh, seeing as this is your debut on the show, uh, we need your Mount Rushmore of the greatest wrestlers of all time so we can add them to our collated list and uh, talk up who, who's the definitive uh, Mount Rushmore. So who, who are your four wrestlers who would make your Mount Rushmore? And a little bit of a, an explanation why each one kind of made the cut. Greatest wrestlers of all time. I'm going to go back to the prime of Shawn Michaels, 
Okay, it's one of my favorites in the 90s. Then Bret Hart, another one, absolutely love. Um, oh man, there's just too many. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a first world problem for for us as wrestling fans. We've just got so many amazing wrestlers to pick from. It is hard to narrow down the 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 your favorite four. Okay. I'm going to go, since I'm the queen of the indies, we're going to go with uh, Mr. Anthony Gangone. Love Ooh. him. Okay? So we're, defi- we're definitely going to go with him because, I mean, I could go break down into detail more about him later. <laughs> and, and, oh, my goodness. Why? Why is this the problem? <laughs> <laughs> um, 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 why, why am I blank right now? Of course. Um, Will Ospreay. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yes. Uh, so, uh, what is it about these particular um, wrestlers that that made the cut for for them over the the billions and billions that you could have named? <laughs> oh, I know it's crazy, right? Well, I think I'm going to go over the fact that Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart both were two of my absolute favorites in uh, WWF. Okay, we're going to go all the way back because we're talking the 90s, WWF. And these two were my absolute favorites that kind of brought me into wrestling. Um, and I always go back and, and, and I think about these two um, with some of the best matches that I've absolutely seen. Um, I love, I talk about it on a lot of people's podcasts that Shawn Michaels, you know, I love the storytelling back in the 90s, how he started off as a heel and then him getting the tag team titles and then moving on for years before he got the intercontinental title and then becoming the WWF world title, uh, which took years. And I, I think that plays such a big part into me today that I love storytelling. And I feel like Shawn Michaels is definitely the key of like one of my absolute favorites because of the storytelling that it's like, you just didn't like him in the beginning because he was like the perfect heel. And then you just grew to love him. And he's, yeah, he's definitely one of my favorites. Same thing with Bret Hart. He just was always a favorite of mine. I loved him in the ring. Sharpshooter, the storytelling, even the most silliest storylines, him and Jerry Lawler and the family getting involved. Um, These were just great times that I was just loved being a wrestling fan of why I became a wrestling fan today. Um, Anthony Gangone. In the indie scene, I have been following for six years now. Um, <clears throat> he's my number one husband, as everybody, if you know me, I, I am the creator of the list of husbands, and Anthony Gangone is number one husband. And of course, when I put out my list of husbands, a lot of people assume that it's just because of the attraction. Because, yeah, there's a lot of good looking wrestlers. Bret Hart's a good looking wrestler. Shawn Michaels is a good looking wrestler, okay? And, and people think the same thing with Anthony Gangone. No. When I break down Anthony Gangone, right? His mind in the ring is absolutely insane to me. This man, as as much as I follow him through, let's say, the last six months, every time that I've seen him in the ring, and I've gone week to week to week seeing him in different promotions, he is not the boring wrestler where you see the same five movesets. You see different moveset every time he wrestles. And he makes sure because he knows that he has fans out there that see him numerous times. And I'm one of them. And he never wants it to be the same moves. Now, yes, of course, your finisher is probably going to be your move every match. Fine. 
But every time I see him, he just puts on something different with a different moveset that I absolutely love. Will Ospreay is also one of the best in the rings. Probably has had his 2019 was absolutely insane. Definitely one of the best in the ring. Um, his match with Amazing Red last year. Oh, my God. Like, you want to talk about crazy matches? And then when they teamed up together against the Rascals um, in Texas. Oh, my God. So, you really have some of the best of the best. Um, they're not alike from each other. Um, they're very between these four that I picked. They're definitely very different from each other, and oh, yeah, I, yeah. that's what I like about it is that there's very different styles of wrestling which each wrestler here. Yeah, it's a, a, a really eclectic list. Though. You've got obviously half flies, and then you've got guys like Brett who are, are very much map based and very technical. Yeah, it's a, a really interesting list. I, I don't think. Uh, I, well, I know for sure that Anthony Gangorn has not had a, a nomination yet, and I don't think Will Ospreay has had a nomination. I'll have to check with my uh, resident accountant to see <laughs> the figures. But, uh, yeah, really interesting list, and, yeah, um, yeah, great picks. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. So let's go on to uh, let's go on to this main topic. Um, like I mentioned in the in the opening, you are a part of the the for me the premier uh, all elite podcast. Um, uh, I did an episode. At the at the beginning of uh, AEW's like uh, start with Dynamite with a uh, with uh, Amy Phoenix uh, AEW, uh, and we we rammed off uh, a few people who we thought were going to be stars of uh, of AEW uh, once they got onto TV. Uh, so I thought this would be an interesting kind of topic to look at now six months down the line to see uh, whether those stars have become. Uh, uh, Amazing, and yeah. and whether there's other people who've kind of like uh, come up uh, uh, who we kind of missed. So yeah. uh, let's start with your uh, your first pick on on the Mount Rushmore of, of stars of uh, of AEW. Darby Allen, absolutely. Darby Allen is such a star, and I knew this because I followed him in the indie scene before he came over to AEW, and I knew this kid was going to be a star. And oof, this kid is so good in the ring. The crowd loves him. And I think he's only like 23 years old, I think it is. Um, oh my God. He he's so good. He's so fast. I oh oh my god, I just oh. <laughs> I was so excited when he got you don't understand. I was so excited when he got signed. And I know a lot of people didn't know who he was, but he really has from the beginning to where he is now, uh, I eventually uh, he will be champion. I don't think anytime soon. I think, you know, if you had a mid-card belt, he'd probably be the best one to hold it right now yeah, in mid-card. 
He's, he was my first pick on, on my Mount Rushmore of, uh, of stars of AEW. Um, I, did, I didn't really know a lot about him before uh, AEW. I'd heard of him from a, a couple of interviews he'd had with uh, the likes of Omega Luke, and I've seen a few of his uh, evolved matches. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, just, he's just absolutely amazing. And the crowd have, have basically took this, this like young upstart to, the, to their hearts. And then when you've got someone like uh, Chris Jericho, who's, whose position as champion has been perfectly used to kind of elevate these these young, hungry talents and, and kind of uh, make them basically household names, yeah, I think it's a, a great first pick. And like I said, it was my, my first choice. Uh, yeah, I think he's, he's, he's definitely a future champion. And uh, I was recording a podcast um a couple of weeks ago and we spoke about a mid-card title and I think he would be ideal for to be like the, the head of that kind of mid-card division uh, ready to, to kind of propel himself into the world title scene. Definitely, definitely. So good. So good. So excited to see where he goes from now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, let's go. Seeing as we've both got the first uh, choice of Darby Allen, straight back to you for, for your second pick. Um, we're going to go with my girl, Chris Statlander. Oof, my little alien friend over there. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. Another one that I've seen in the indie scene. You know, it's just funny because a lot of the people that got signed, I was just talking about this last night with one of my friends. I'm like, do you realize that a lot of these guys that got signed to AEW, I said, we've seen somewhere along the line between New York and New Jersey. So Chris Statlander, I've seen a bunch of times in Creative Pro, uh, CZW, um, like live, like seen, you know, here, but I mean, also like beyond wrestling is another one that I've seen her on and, oh my God, can we talk? I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but Chris Statlander's match with John Silver on New Year's Eve, um, on beyond wrestling was probably one of the best intergender matches that I've seen of 2019. Definitely one of the best. This girl has so much potential i love the fact that we're getting i I mean i really hope since we're talking aew i really do hope eventually and i think maybe within the next two years this is what i'm hoping for and i'm thinking that maybe we're going to start seeing intergender matches in aew because i know how tony khan feels but the way that the world is going with wrestling nowadays we're starting to see a lot more intergender matches uh definitely completely different than what we saw 30 years ago right You had a lot of women. I mean, I talked about this with Queen is that you you seen a lot of these women as valets. They weren't really into the ring until like years later. Um, So to actually see a lot more women in intergender matches, it's becoming a thing now. So uh, she's really good. And she's someone that was in the independent scene that was doing a lot of intergender matches. So. You know, with her joining AEW, I was again, I was very excited to see her joining AEW. Um, and, and and she's good. And, and again, like with the women's roster, a lot of people say the women's roster isn't that great. Right. But you really do have some stars in there. Chris Statlander's one. Absolutely. Um, so I'm really I'm really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to see where she goes in AEW. But she's another one that the fans are completely behind yeah i agree um i found out a lot of uh, about chris statlander through uh queen and through uh jpq uh they've absolutely raved about her and i caught the um the synergy 24-hour live stream uh, 
a couple of weeks ago and, she, and her match, I think it was at Limitless, where mm-hmm. she, she gave her kind of farewell speech to the Indies. And yeah. she, was, she was talking about how she uh, was choosing between AEW and WWE. And she chose AEW because they still allowed her to go out and, and do those independent scenes. You could tell that that was really important to her that, uh, to be able to, to go on and and like, do these shows that, that help make her name. And like you said, she's she's coming to AEW and it, she's an absolute star. She's so right. charismatic. She doesn't even have to speak. And she has the crowd in the Pomeranz. Yeah, absolutely love her. And it's a great, great pick. Yeah. <laughs> love her. So I'm going to go with an obvious one for my second pick. Um, I'm going to go with Cody Rhodes. I think uh, since leaving the, the WWE, he's kind of had this almost chip on his shoulder that he wanted to be something. He kind of, he's got a mantra, undesirable to undeniable. And it's kind of that become the whole ethos behind AEW. Uh, he was uh, pretty much stuck in the mid-card in WWE, and you could always tell that he kind of wanted more for himself. He, he had a big kind of legacy to live up to uh, with his dad. Um, and then after after leaving that kind of safety net of WWE, uh, he chose to bet on himself, which what a risk to take, especially at that time when the indie scene wasn't as... as thriving as it is now um and then he uh he made this friendly bet with dave nuts about whether he could sell out uh, a ten thousand seat arena and he and his elite buddies uh did so and that kind of was the genesis of of the company and without that kind of spark i don't think we would have AEW right now um and with his time in AEW, is by far the face of the company. I think at the the early stages he kind of struggled a little bit to uh, to be a player as a heel, but then also be that the face of the company. And I think as time has grown, he's he's realised that he is kind of the the baby face of that company, and and he's really kind of grown into that character almost. And uh, one thing that I think has has benefited that is his promo work. Um, he's is absolutely becoming as good as his as his dad was uh, at, at those kind of monologue style uh, promos, where he's they're almost like battle cries to the fans, and they kind of make the hairs on your arm stand up on end. He's got such a passion, and it, it's so good to see somebody kind of build this from nothing. So yeah, and my second pick um, as one of the stars for AW it has to be Cody Rhodes. It's it. It's a good pick. You know, it's funny because I wasn't really a huge fan of Cody Rhodes. I really wasn't general. Like, I just wasn't, like, behind him. And it's funny because, okay, like, we go back to WWE, you know, and then when he left and he got all this momentum of Ring of Honor and New Japan. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, but again, I still wasn't a huge fan. And then I was like, all right, AEW is here. Okay. I think within like the last six months, he's definitely grown on me. And you're right. He does have one of the best promos in the business right now. Um, and it's funny because I, I wasn't so crazy of the first match with Cody and Darby Allen, but I like the fact that when that people had asked him, why did he pick Darby Allen to be his first match was because he said that Darby was hungry enough. Now I think a lot of us can agree 
that it was not the best match because Cody Rhodes is kind of more of a slow pace and Darby's very fast paced in the ring. So it didn't really excite me that match, which I felt like it should have and it didn't. But when we had the rematch um, on Dynamite, I really was into that match. And I was like, okay, this is great. Now, also, we've gone months and, you know, months in time. And we're somewhere now a lot of these wrestlers are getting TV time every week. So you're only, especially with them being young, it's only going to go up from here. It's only going to get better. Um, so little things like this has definitely got me on the Cody train and he's you know wonderful he's such a sweetheart i met him in person he's he really is like a sweetheart and what he does for his fans and these are the things that show in the ring um and the humbleness of of a lot of these wrestlers so definitely i you know i think it's definitely a great pick yeah i'm i'm like you i, I was never a massive Cordy fan uh, whilst he was in WWE. i always thought that he was a a, a very good wrestler but it, there was just something that didn't really connect with me uh and again when he left to go to new japan and ring of honor i still didn't kind of have that that connection it was the it was the all-in match against um nick aldis that that really brought it home to me being a an older fan i know about the legacy that 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 title meant to uh his father and how passionate that uh cordy was and and it was then that i i kind of got it i kind of got what cordy was about yeah so yeah, let's go to you for your for your third pick. All right, third pick. I'm gonna actually go with Hangman Page mm-hmm. here. And Hangman Page, I think, is definitely I really felt he needed this. I, I you know, like I really felt that they finally built him somewhere that he's a star right now, right? And I felt like he was kind of like left back in the elite before AEW came about. Like he was still irrelevant. He, you know, people were behind him. But I feel like it's not like the momentum that he has now. And this is so important of the storytelling that makes the fans get behind him. And then we go back to the press conference. And I think a lot of us really thought we were going to get Hangman Page versus Pac, you know, for the AEW championship belt originally. And I really felt like this was, you know, either way, if that would have happened, it would have been great. I mean, I understand, of course, where we are now, it makes 100% um reason of why Jericho was was the first AEW championship for so many reasons. Um but the build through of like it's so insane how every how hangman page is so old like he got me to care about him so much more than I had already did. And and again great storytelling he finally like I feel like he got much better in the ring and again like I feel like just because we're getting more weekly time these guys are on weekly you're getting that more time in the ring you're only going to get better from here so he went from kind of like an eh in the ring to so much more than what he was so um, I you know I was very confused of him being tag team champions with Kenny Omega and I kind of ranted a little bit on all the podcasts that I was like, I'm not liking this. I'm not liking that they're winning the tag team belts when there's so many tag teams, you know, amazing tag teams in AEW. There is a lot. I mean, you guys know, like if again, a lot of people know I'm very big into my private party. I know them personally. I love those are my boys. They're great in the ring. And then we can talk about all the Jurassic Express and and Best Friend. There's so many great tag teams in AEW. So I was kind of really confused with Paige and Kenny Omega. But again, 
if you can do great storytelling, you can get anybody behind it. So, but I'm really glad that Hangman Page has the spotlight on him right now. It's such a great story for yeah, him. I agree. And um, I think the, the thing that AEW is giving most is the chance for him to to tell those stories, to, to show his kind of uh, acting chops almost. Uh, like I said, he, he was always a very good technical wrestler, but he needed that little bit of something. And that I think AEW has, has provided him that the chance to kind of show his personal side uh, which which is something that you need in, in wrestling. You need to be able to connect with that audience. Right. So I will go for my third pick, and I'm I'm actually going to cheat a little bit here. I'm going to go for more than one person. I'm going to go for the Jurassic Express. Okay. Um, if you would have said to me five years ago that uh, a, a faction with a, a seven six-foot-seven guy with a dinosaur gimmick uh, an actor's son who looks like Mowgli and a five-foot-two child, childlike <laughs> character would have been one of the most popular groups and on one of the biggest wrestling shows, I would have literally laughed at you. Uh, but Jesus Christ, these are amazing. The crowd pops that these guys get is just unreal. Um, yeah. I think they all made uh, the debuts at Double or Nothing uh, um and Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy started as a, as a tag team on their own, a, a boy and the dinosaur, uh, before Mark Austin added, was added to the group and they came, became the Jurassic Express. And I think that addition of Mark Austin has been absolutely phenomenal. He's such a, such a great character. Um, yeah, I think that as a, as a team, they, they, they kind of vibe with the audience so, so much. They get some of the biggest pops uh, of, a, of the show um, and they've not even been involved in a proper storyline yet that's the amazing thing we like almost like six to seven months into this uh, AEW Dynamite um, journey and they've not really been involved in a major storyline but yet still get these massive pops uh, they all can absolutely go in the ring and as we saw with Jungle Boy uh, when he took on Chris Jericho uh, and Jericho said that he wouldn't be able to last ten minutes wow that kid can go. That mm-hmm. kid. Is, that kid is the future AEW World Champion. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Um, and as a team, they've, they've faced some of the best in the world uh, that, that AEW have got to offer. They've, uh, they've faced proud and powerful, best friends, dark order. Um, yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing. I think the future is bright for that faction, definitely. Uh, so yeah, my third pick is uh, Jurassic Express. Oh, man, such a fan favorite. I love them. It makes you smile when you see them in the ring. And and this is like what I was talking about before. There's so many tag teams in here that I wish that we wouldn't see them like on dark, that we would love to see more of TV time. And they're so over with the crowd and it's just fun. Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt, I, I again, are two people that I've followed in the indie scene here that I used to like. One of my favorite promotions in New York is ICW. And these two I have seen numerous, numerous times, and I was just amazed by both of them. So once again, I think this is why I jumped so hardcore into AEW, because I was like, you're saying all the people that I've been following in the indie scene. It's so insane to me. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I still have videos in my phone from ICW where Marco Stunt was doing crazy jumps and Jungle Boy's another one with his beautiful hair. And like, it's just, you know, I feel for him that like he lost his dad last year. I mean, come on. And we all watch like 90210. So it's just like, it makes me so sad. But I remember first seeing Jungle Boy. They're like, he looks just like his dad. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was like, it's so cool. But I love Jurassic Express. If AEW brings um, like the three-man belt, kind of like New Japan, I would totally love it. And I would totally love to see it on Jurassic Express first, I feel like. I think this this would make the crowd very, very happy. Yeah, so, definitely. Just crossed. <laughs> I, I think the thing that appeals to, to me uh, more than anything is the fact you can tell that they're friends. You can tell that they're out there and enjoying themselves. And if a wrestler's out there enjoying themselves in the ring, it, it, it comes off as, as a better product for me. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Tiffany, let's go to you for your final pick. Uh, <laughs> First world problems. There's just... Okay, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go with my boys. Let's talk some private party. I always put them over no matter where I go. I love... My boys, my House of Glory boys in New York. Yeah, that's right, New York. The way that I say it, that's that Queen's accent. Um, I love these two, okay? Uh, never mind the fact that they're one of the most nice people that I've met. All right, they are damn good in the ring. They've been trained by Amazing Red. Come on, I don't know if everybody knows that, but I know that, all right? Mm-hmm. They are trained under Amazing Red, and you can totally start seeing the spots where Amazing Red plays. And, oh, man, I, I want more TV time for them. I feel like maybe I'm biased picking them, you know, because, like, I know them from House of Glory, but I'm always going to put those guys over, and they need more TV time. And Quinn, with his damn press and the silly string and gin and juice, I love it, love it, love it. Give my boys more TV time. <laughs> You know, you're killing me, all right? Like, (laughs) I love them. I just, I can't. But like I said, they're trained under Amazing Red, and maybe that's why I'm biased under it. But let's let's be real here. Amazing Red has made some amazing protégés out there, a lot. And and they're little stars. He's a star, and he's made little stars. And this is why they got signed, like, because they are such great talent in the ring. I can watch them go all day. So give my boys more time, and uh, eventually, eventually, they will have the tag team titles. Yeah, I've I've got to admit that before they were announced on being the elite, that they'd signed with uh with all elite. I'd I'd never heard of them, mm-hmm. uh, but wow! Once you watch them in the ring, they they absolutely blow you away. They saw. Uh, butter smooth with the moves, and then they, yeah, they they can do things that that they shouldn't be able to do. It's right, outstanding. <laughs> yeah, it's a great pick. Oh, I I mean, think I think what was great also with AW was the video in BTE introducing them, and that video got you hyped. I mean, I was hyped, like I said, because I followed. You know, and I'm biased with a lot of the guys in AEW since I followed them in the indie scene, but I was so hyped. I was so hyped with that video. It got you excited. And like you said, them seeing them in the ring, you know, again, like I said, you see you see Amazing Red. 
and and I can't wait to see where else they're gonna go. Absolutely. So for my my final pick, I'm I'm gonna go back to the the WWE. Well, I'm going with Moxley. Um, since he left the WWE, um, I don't think there's anybody who's had a year quite like uh, John Moxley. Uh, when he was was coming to the end of his contract, you could see that he was not passionate about wrestling anymore. Uh, but fast forward six, seven months, and he's now a, a world champion in AEW. He's a, uh, the uh, US champion in New Japan, and you can see that he's, he's back being passionate about wrestling. Um he made his uh, obviously made his debut uh, outside the WWE in uh, New Japan and won the, the the US title in his uh, in his first ever first ever match and then obviously he made uh, his AEW debut at uh, Double or Nothing where he attacked Kenny Omega. Um, I think originally he was going to try and be a heel uh, with attacking. Obviously, Kenny was one of the big faces of AEW, but the fan base was not letting that happen and he was instantly one of the the big uh, favorites and. He's had some amazing matches. The, the matches with uh, Darby Allen, the, the Joey Janela matches, uh, obviously the the uh, Omega matches, and then pushed into the title scene. Uh, and that's that whole storyline has really enthralled everyone uh, with uh, the way he was. He was looking like he was going to join the inner circle. Then he uh, swerved Jericho and smashed him in the head with a with a little bit of the bubbly. Uh, <laughs> Stole a car that's worth three quarters of a million dollars. Uh, got stabbed in the eye with a with a spark. Uh, paid back one of proud and powerful by by blinding them, and then became the world champion of AEW. I, I love the fact that he's kind of one character in AEW and then a totally different character in New Japan. Um, yeah, it's just been an amazing year for the guy, and uh, I don't think this would be a, a list for me without seeing uh, John Moxley on it. So, yeah, my fourth pick is uh, is John Moxley. Oh, my God, you're right. He did have an amazing year. Uh, it's like between him going on Jericho's podcast, telling his story, and it, it, it made everybody feel for him. Like, wow, like, damn, you went through it. So you're right. He's had, even with his run in New Japan, which has been so exciting. They made such a star. I love the build of the storyline for him to get into the AEW um, championship. Jericho makes stars. Let's be real. He yeah. really freaking does. Um, not that Moxley wasn't already, because he was. And if you've seen him like in CZW before, oh my God, the blood, the, the you know, if you can watch stuff like that, because not everybody could watch, uh, you know, like death matches and stuff. But like, I mean, included, even though like, I love it, but to a point. Um, but even when we, when me and Kyle had Brandon Cutler on the All Eat podcast and we were talking to Brandon Cutler after Double or Nothing and we had talked about this with Moxley and we told Brandon Cutler, we were like, you know, we all these rumors were going around that Moxley was coming, that Moxley was coming. And it was so crazy, Double or Nothing, that it made you forget because it was like a roller coaster that that pay-per-view right it was up down up down up down like going absolute nuts one of my favorite pay-per-views from AEW right you forgot completely I know I did so did Kyle we forgot completely about Moxley and then it's like bam music hits he comes out we're like oh shit <laughs> Like, what's going on here? Like, I forgot about it because even even Brandon Cutler was like, right, right, and we we're like, damn, like, 
what a star. What a freaking star. And they built him to a beast. And if you didn't love him before, don't tell me you don't love him now. Because to be honest with you, I did not really care for Dean Ambrose in WWE at all. He was cool. But I, I was just like, okay, you know, it didn't excite me the way that it excites me now. So I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for him. I'm so glad that he's got creative control on his character. I'm looking forward to what happens next. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing that, that made it more special for me is, is that he wrote his contract out with WWE. He didn't kick up a stink. He, uh, he, he didn't really let a lot of people know that he was unhappy until his contract ran out, which I thought was... Uh, Especially in this day and age when uh, most people, most wrestlers, uh, if they're unhappy, they're on social media straight away, kind of airing the grievances. Uh, he didn't. He just wrote his contract out. He knew he wasn't going to re-sign. And then he kind of like uh, did his uh, social media after the, the fact. And uh, I thought that was a really honourable way to, to go about it. Yeah. Well, so- we have, we've come up with two quality list there. I'm sure we could have come up with two more. Oh, I can um, go in and go in and go in. <laughs> It's just, I can talk AEW all the time. <laughs> well, that's that's probably all as well that you've got a podcast about it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why. <laughs> wow. So, Tiffany, what I need from you now is I need uh, a topic for a future guest. Uh, normally, what would happen is uh, I would give you a a choice and Paul would give you a choice uh, and then you pick whichever one you thought it would be the most interesting but with no Paul about it's uh, it's all down to you what would you like to, to hear a, a Mount Rushmore about um, I, I would love to hear Mount Rushmore about more of the independent scene I feel like we need more of you know, who to look out for, who's interesting. I mean, because I'm always looking for more independent wrestlers. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, again, I'm fortunate enough that I live in New York and I'm like tri-state, right? So like I can go to Jersey, I can go to Connecticut, Pennsylvania. It's not a terrible drive to these other states. And I have access, you know, to seeing other wrestlers. So, but like I said, that's tri-state. I want to know more. Who who should I be, you know, or who should the fans be looking out for that maybe might not be as hot right now or that, you know, someone that you that the fans should keep an eye out for? Yeah, so I've got that down as um, a Mount Rushmore of the ones to watch on the indie scene. How does that sound? Perfect. Brilliant. Um, thank you for doing this, Tiffany. I really, really do appreciate it. It's been a... Uh, a long time coming for you to be on Badlands. Uh, let the let the listeners know where they can find you, where they can find um, the the podcast that you're on, uh, where they can find your social medias. Well, you can find me at an indie show. Not now. <laughs> the coronavirus going on. So, unfortunately, I'll be in my house. No. <laughs> I have to make a little joke. Um, yeah, so I am all over the place. I am on Twitter. Loves to dream 82. It's L-U-V-S to dream 82. All right. And I have on the No Holds Barred Network. We're on YouTube and a million audio platforms. So the No Holds Barred Network is also on Twitter. You can find at No Holds uh, Barred 
Network, then uh, of course the Ollie Podcast, which is also on Twitter at Ollie Pod, and pretty much like my under the ropes and uh, indie talks as well. You can just follow me under Loves to Dream eighty two. But I'm branched on the No Holds Barred Network, so lots lots of fun stuff, uh, lots of different content. Yeah, the indies. So, and, and it's all. <laughs> It's all quality content as well, so definitely go and give her Tiffany yeah. a follow. Go and check out her and Kyle's content on the Noah's Bard Network. Uh, and the live streams are just absolutely amazing, so yeah, definitely go and check them out on YouTube. Um, who had the best Mount Rushmore of AEW stars? Was it Tiffany with uh, Darby Allen, Chris Statlander, Hangman Page, and Private Party, or was it Man with Darby Allen? Uh, Cody Rhodes, Jurassic Express, and John Moxley. Uh, let us know. Um, let us know your your Mount Rushmore of AEW stars. And whilst you're there, let us know your Mount Rushmore of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Uh, but when you are formulating these Mount Rushmores, remember, here at Bad Lads, we have one rule, and that is you must always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.